Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Wednesday Zoom call. Tonight is a very, very special one. This is one of the first times I've actually like really been shouting out about this for um, the past like month and a half or so. So we are talking to all the mamas within TLF um, and kind of sharing their their stories with it, their struggles, their wins, all that good stuff. So all you mamas that are on here, I appreciate you guys being on the call tonight. Um, super. I've, I've been really looking forward to this. Um, as I said right before we started recording here, um, this call was actually scheduled for April 19th, so last Wednesday. Um, but then once I found out that we were going to be fully going public with my own news of having a baby on the way, um, we pushed it back another week so that I could kind of partake in the conversation to a greater degree with my own kid on the way. Um, so I'm very excited to be kind of announcing that news. Um, and in concert with that, I've also... Um, I think I've kind of alluded to it or have said it a little bit in passing kind of on these Zoom calls on here. Um, but now that it's it's public to all my students at school, I am leaving teaching after this year. Again, I think a lot of you guys already knew that. But for those of you who didn't, um, I've been an elementary school teacher for the past five years. Um, the last four years, I've been an elementary school PE teacher. Um, so, you know, I, I'm huge on on the parents in TLF thriving because when you're thriving, that definitely and, and living your life in a healthy way that definitely raises the chances of your own children thriving as well. So I'm all for that. So that all kind of ties into to this Zoom call right here as well. So I've got 21 days left, very, very eager and excited to kind of start that next chapter in my life, especially knowing that we have our own little one on the way um, due October 22nd at the moment. Um, yeah. So anyway, let's go ahead and dive on into it. So as I said before, you know, we're talking um I want to hear a lot from you guys as much as you guys are willing to share just kind of about, about your struggles and things of that nature. Um, I'll just kind of start with just the little bit that that I've seen my perspective, obviously growing up with mom, but, um, you know, my friends, moms and things of that nature. You know, I played on travel baseball teams, so I was very close with uh, all those team moms as well. Um, and then not to mention, and most importantly, I've, I've learned a, a lot, way more than I ever expected to learn about parenthood and about you know, being a, a mom, being a dad through, um, through TLF. You know, when I first started this, I thought I was gonna be working with a lot of 20 year olds, um, people kind of with, with my own little age bracket. Cause I started this when I was like 23. Um, but ultimately I've worked with a, a lot of parents. And so I've learned a lot more. And I think that that's kind of gotten me in a better state to be a parent because I've understood the balance that you kind of have to, to walk. Um, and things like that. So, you know, something that has always kind of stood out to me and, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong. This obviously probably doesn't go across the board to everybody, but I feel like moms are incredibly giving to their children, to their family, their family. It, it gets put put first and not that the men don't do that. I feel like that happens a lot as well. Um, I feel like it's not as, as, as commonplace to see that to, to that extent. Um, but so ultimately, parents in general, though, their own health gets put on the back burner. You know, a lot of us here, you might have been super fit in your early 20s and things like that up until you got married, until you had kids, until life kind of caught up with you. You know, you got into the the career grind um, or just a family grind. And then there's only so many hours in the day and and things have to, you know, we, I always kind of talk about, you know, if we got a stove, there's only four burners and, you know, maybe one little warming thing in the center. So you can only have so many things really going. So if you're really prioritizing work and you're really prioritizing your family, you know, there's only so many other things you can you can really prioritize. And, you know, especially when when you're joining TLF, I'm also asking you to prioritize your sleep. And generally, that's one of those big things that, that people are already chopping off because that's something they do for a bulk amount of their day. So if I can go down from eight hours to five hours, though I'm more tired now. I can just drink an, an extra cup of coffee and get through the day with it. And yeah, every now and then that's totally fine. But to do that on a daily basis for years and years and years, um, that has its own compounding effects, which I don't need to dive into. We kind of talked about that last week. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I would I would love to kind of just, you know, I'll, st I'll pump the brakes because I can just ramble in circles about the same shit for hours right now. So I want to hear from any of you, if you have, you know, any thoughts about it, any of your struggles, you know, maybe the different ways that you can. Uh, let's start with that. Struggles of, of that topic that I just kind of mentioned. You can put it in the, the comments. I'll, Caitlin, I'll what's go. Up? Okay. Um, sorry if they're screaming in the background. <laughs> um, I think one of like the biggest struggles for me was always kind of like 
carving out the time without feeling guilty about like taking time away from my kids, especially like when I had an office job, like now that I work from home all the time, it's a lot easier. Um, but for me, when I had to commute and then like, it just felt like I was taking a lot of time away. I was still like fairly good at it. Um, when we had just one, but then the more kids we added, the harder it got. So I felt like the time crunch was yeah. really kind of without feeling guilty about being like, oh, I didn't get out of work until 4.30 and now I'm going to try to, because I'm not a morning workout person. Yeah. Then I need to go to the gym and then like, and, and especially seeing my kids. Yeah, if you go off at 4.30 and then, you know, I think the average person probably has a 20 to 40 minute commute, depending on where you're kind of coming from. Uh, so then, okay, now that the best case scenario is that you hit the gym on the way home. Well, now that's, that's 5.10. Even if you squeeze in a really, really fast workout, you're not going to get home until six o'clock. And, you know, I just saw uh, the little one you have there that's, you know, ready for bath time and it's seven o'clock right now. So you might've got an hour before bath time and then bedtime. Um, so I'm sure that's a, a massive difficulty. I'm sure that everybody here can kind of relate to that exact thing is there's only a little bit of time after, you know, in the evening time. So then when, when do you squeeze in, in those workouts? That makes sense. I appreciate you sharing, Kayla. And then anything else you want to add on to that? Or is that, that, I mean, that, that sounds perfect. Um, you know, I, uh, everybody else, you don't have to have your screen on if you don't want to. I know, I know that some of you ladies are not as comfortable with that, but obviously, you know, you can still share if you want to, but, you know, I'll speak for Krista cause you know, Chris and I have worked for a long time together as well. And we've kind of worked through that struggle, you know, last year, uh, or like a year and a half ago, um, well, and Krista said, uh, that's what I'd love to hear. How and when do moms work out without missing family time? Um, so that's kind of what Krista said. So we'll, we'll kind of come back to that in a second here, Krista. But like just talking about you in particular, you do share a lot, but I'll share for you in this situation, Krista. I think that we're all in terms I can do that for you. But so, you know, uh, the before you had your second Krista, uh, baby, Krista, you know, you were able to squeeze in a little bit more time. You only had one, one, one little one at home and you were able to manage, you know, getting in a couple workouts. Um, that were kind of conveniently located for you um, a week. And then you had your second baby. And then since then, you know, the past year, because um, it's, I think, I think your newborn is now just about a year old. If it might be a week or two away from that, um, which congratulations on that. But the last year has been really a struggle for you to get those workouts in. Now, something I will say with this is that you've turned your focus into the things you could control. So, you know, we talked about get go after that second baby was, you know, workouts are going to be few and far between for a while. There's a lot of things we can control, which we'll kind of circle back to here in a minute. But so Krista said, and this is one, you know, question to all you moms out there, how and when do moms work out without missing family time? Um, I don't think that this is something that you have to, you have to make time from somewhere. So something has to, again, if we only have four burners on the stove, what kind of gets pulled off of there? Um, so your mom is here that, that are making time for those workouts. Kind of what does that look like? Um, you know, I, I guess some, some stimulating questions are, you know, are you using your, your spouse, your partner, you have older kids that are babysitting your kid. Are you going to the gym and there's a daycare at your gym that you're utilizing? Um, and how do you feel about that as well? Cause I'm sure there, you might have a, a level of guilt to that as well. If your kids are at school all day and then you're taking them straight from school to the gym to go sit in the daycare, which, you know, that was, that was my life to, to an extent. A little bit, um, but that wasn't necessarily a bad thing. I can say that it it definitely got me in the habit of always going to the gym. So when you got older, it was natural to go to the gym after school, um, which was a good thing. But yeah, so how and when do moms work out without missing that family time? Or what 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 methods do you guys use to not allow it to carve out a family time? If any. I'll go. <clears throat> um Trevor and I when we had Hadley, we decided that going to the gym probably was not going to be feasible for us. Um, and so we got as much home gym equipment as we possibly could and just made it work from there. And you've been so great about giving us exercises that we can do with what we have at home. Um, I think eventually we'll probably end up going back to the gym, but that's what's made it work for both of us recently. Yeah, because hold your baby. She's four months. Four months, yeah. So, so you're you're, you're fresh with it. Um, so, yeah. again, it's it's a, a big factor with this too, though, is that I feel like some of the struggles that 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 moms have, 
this situation, I know that way when a lot of people, people come to me, they feel like the only way they can make the progress they want to make is by, you know, doing the, the two and the two hour workouts that they were doing back when they had all that time to, and not just, we have to work with what we're given with this. And so if that means only a 20 minute walk, sometimes if that only means a quick 30 minute workout, like that's way better than nothing. You're still staying, you're keeping your body moving. You're doing, it might be the bare minimum in your mind, but that's way better than doing absolutely nothing. So like in your case, uh, Ellie, you know, that's allowing you to kind of bridge the gap between having the baby and not just being totally sedentary for the next year until you might have a breath of, you know, a, a moment to come up and breathe and you actually get to the gym. Um, so Ellie, since you just kind of brought that up, do you and Trevor, do you guys take turns with your workouts? Um, like in terms of he goes, then you go. So there's somebody's on baby duty or do you wait for nap time? Do you wait till they go to bed? What does that look like? Um, we've been taking turns up until I went back to school. I'm a teacher too. I was just working out during her nap time. Like I knew when she went down, I had to make my lunch and work out. You know, I like had a set plan. I went back to school and that's kind of been so <laughs> a different story since then. Um, but up until then it was very, or up until then that was my plan. And Trevor would just work out when he got home or he'd work out in the morning. Now he takes her to, um, you know, to his parents' house and he usually gets up in the morning and he'll work out in the morning and then I'll be able to do something in the afternoon and, you know, he'll take over. So, uh, we do, we take turns now. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that definitely works. So yeah, you know, if, if you and your spouse's, you know, situation, you're, you know, in, in your situation, it sounds like you've got, you know, parents nearby that they can kind of babysit, um, at, at the right time. So if you have that, utilize that, um, for, for sure, there's definitely no harm against that. And it's, it's helping and they're getting, you know, grandbaby time as well. So it's, it's a win, win, win all around. So definitely you utilize your resources. But like you said, before you went back to teaching though, it was a, you go, I go situation. Um, and, and kind of just take turns with that, which I think is, is really, really important. And, and that's why, again, I would say how important it is to, you know, especially you and Trevor are doing this together, but a lot of people in this situation are, you know, it's just, it's just the mom doing this, or it's just the dad doing this. So having that conversation on the upfront that, you know, the reasons why you're doing this and why, why it's important that you're doing this. And I feel like, uh, any of your guys' relationships, like you, ideally, I, I'm hoping the best here that you're going to have that support but you're, you can really only truly get that support if you're communicating your needs and why it's super important to you, you know? Um, so, so I think that's definitely crucial. Not, not necessarily in your situation, Ellie, but just in everybody's situation though. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. And then, so, but one thing you did say though, is that, so you, now that you're back at school, cause you're a teacher elementary, right? Yeah. yeah. So First grade. Maybe I'm asking you a question you don't want me to ask right now, but how, how has the workouts looked since then? I'm sure it's way harder <laughs> to get it done. It's a lot of walks. So a lot of walks. Yes. So I'll, I'll come home and I'm like, okay, I've got to get this done. Or sometime before the sun sets, you yeah. know, Trevor, sometimes if Trevor's home, we'll take a walk together. But I usually, I, I try and at least take my walk. Other than that, it's very short. Yeah. I mean, she, thankfully she's a very, very easy baby. So she can kind of like sit in her bouncer like she's doing right now next to me. I'm sure y'all can hear. Yeah. Um, you know, or just have a space in the garage gym where she can sit and she's perfectly content sitting there watching either of us work out too. So that's having a space that's close, you know, when we're working out at home, I think is also important too. you know, if you're not getting to the gym and you're working out at home and you have a baby, that's been a lifesaver for us. Yeah, no. Yeah. 100%. You don't, I mean, you, I think you guys have, uh, you know, more than a lot of people in terms of like the home workout equipment, but Again, even if it's just resistance bands, even if, you know, uh, if you just have workout videos, you know, P90X is is a great, you get a good workout in with that stuff. So like, if you have that type of stuff, like that's totally fine as well. And I love that you mentioned, you know, having just her little space in the garage that you, she can sit in while you're, while, while you're doing it, because, you know, just like reading to a kid is going to help them with developmental skills in terms of their own cognition and their understanding of language and everything else you know, the things they are seeing, the things they're hearing, they're, they're going to be better at as well and just adapt to things quicker. So if they're watching you exercise, I don't see how that's not going to potentially at least move them closer to that direction of it. And again, you know, we're, we're all here and exercise doesn't have to look like just, you know, smashing weights. Like it doesn't have to be that it could be a hike. It could be bike rides. 
really any of the stuff that you can do for the long term is what we're trying to do here. But again, the more things that you guys can integrate your kids into, whether they're just sitting there watching or, um, you know, again, Chris always has her, her, her babies listening to these Zoom calls with it. And one of which is like, you know, I think three or four years old. And he will say some of the things that he hears me saying, I got to watch my mouth because of it. But um, I think that's awesome as well. And those things are just going to be more ingrained in them. And ultimately, I feel like that's a big reason why or big reason why a lot of you are here. It's not just for yourself. And yes, we are prioritizing yourself, but uh, a great side effect of that is those around you are going to be better influenced because of it as well and should always be an added motivation. Um, anybody else? Uh, how do you, you know, you know, you can kind of bounce off what Caitlin said in terms of, you know, feeling that that guilt is that where do I make the time for this that it's not taking away from family time. And I feel like that's a, it's a total normal thing. I feel that to an extent now, I don't even have a kid. I feel like that with, with my dog. Um, and getting home to Nicole. So I can only imagine what that's going to be like when I had a kid. And, and honestly, that's, that's a component of me leaving teaching now, you know, I'm leaving a secure paycheck that I'm getting every single month, no matter what I'm leaving the best benefits that anybody has in terms of, you know, uh, healthcare and things like that. So like I'm leaving some of these really bit secure things and granted it so I can grow thriving lives, but it's also because I mean, shit, I, I can't really give up Thriving Lives, nor do I want to. Um, so I've got to give up one thing, and that's going to allow me to have that time at home. If I had 32 hours in the day, I think we'd all be much more successful at everything. But we got to work with what we're given and and make the most of that. And so I want to be home so that I can I can be there with the kid um, and, and not be missing those crucial moments as the reason why some of you guys might feel guilty with prioritizing your your yourself with this stuff. Um, but I think it's it's important, though. And again, I can only say so much of this, but um, I feel like so many parents, but especially women in general, tend to lose themselves in the course of raising their family because they put themselves in their own wants and needs. And I think that that's all the reasons behind why you do that are amazing reasons with it. But then you got to get to the point where who am I anymore or, you know, where is my health gone? Um, and now you're kind of in this hole that you got to pull yourself out of. Um, so any, any other thoughts about this? Any other questions? Um, Krista, thank you for your question. My water. I'll add on kind of how I adjusted my schedule. So when I was at an office, I was getting up at like four forty-five in the morning to go to the gym. And it was like, it was what it was. It got it in, even if I was a little miserable. Yeah. Um, but now that I like work from home, I actually, and like my, um, bosses are like very easygoing. And so I actually just cut out at like 3 PM yeah. and that was kind of the schedule that I originally signed on with this company I'm with now. And I cut out at three and I get my workout and stuff in, and then I still am able to pick my kids up like within an hour of them getting out of school from after school care. And that like feels like a good balance. It's not right after school anymore, but it's not like five 30 or six o'clock either. Yeah. That, that's, that's nice. So, so you, you said that right now you're working out early in the morning like that. I used to now it's like, I go around like 3 PM. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, well, yeah. So, so it sounds like you've got, you found a, a good, a good method with it when you were getting up at, you know, the four 34, 45, um, was that then cutting into your sleep or were you just getting to bed a lot earlier? I wasn't getting to bed a ton earlier, but I wasn't cutting out extra sleep. Like I was maybe going to bed like 45 minutes earlier than I was so before. What, what, what would that time have been like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock? Um, yeah. So I think I was probably like pretty much dead between like nine and nine 30 usually. Um, and I'm usually like a 10 30 PM oh, kind you. of person. So that makes sense then. That makes sense. Um, and so, and so that's again, kind of coming back to, um, we want to control what we can with this stuff. And so, um, we don't want to cut into, to sleep ideally. And that's why, you know, we always talk about our hierarchy of needs and, you know, especially for the parents out there is that you're not going to be able to crush every aspect of this healthy lifestyle that, you know, with, with all the different components of it every single day, but you want to have that, that top down approach where you are prioritizing always, your sleep and whatever you got to do for your stress management. Um, and if that means cutting out a workout to, to get better sleep or just to 
just relax. I mean, you've been go, 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 go all day that if you just need to just chill and not go do that workout, that's fine as well. Now you got to find a healthy balance with that. It can't be just every day. Oh, I, I need to go binge watch Netflix. Uh, it's got to be a better balance than that, but listen to yourself and kind of know when, when you're needing that stuff. Um, especially when the kids have been in stress and you're, you're go, go, go. Cause you have practices and activities, stuff like that to get to. Um, but again, we don't ever want to cut out sleep so that we can get those workouts. In. And that's when we again, come back to the other things we can control. You know, as I said, you know, with Krista after her, her second baby, she lost, I think we're down like 45, 50 pounds from there. And workouts have been the lowest on the totem pole. Um, my mom, she had knee surgery last year and was completely immobile for a couple months afterwards. Um, and, and, and before that she was sedentary for the most part anyway, and we're down 50, we're down like, yeah, at least 50 pounds right now, just from controlling the nutrition side of things, the sleep side of things and, and, you know, uh, supplementation as well. So workouts again, have been at the bottom of that totem pole, um, Chris, 60 pounds, she said. So there are things to, to be said with that. And that just because you can't, I feel like so many people just in, in the world just think I have to work out to be healthy. And yes, you Exercise is a big component of that. Ellie already mentioned though, hey, right now it's maybe limited to walks. And if that's a win that she could get that day, that's a win she could get that day. And that's fantastic. She didn't have to go slay the weights to, to get progress with. And if she controls her nutrition and her sleep, then she will still be moving in that right direction. Um, but again, we don't want to throw it all away just because we can't do one aspect. And again, in my opinion, it's one of the lower aspects in terms of our overall longevity. Um, so squeeze in kind of what you can with that stuff. Um, you know, something else I find a lot and please, you know, I'm just going to kind of talk right now, but if you have something that you want to add in, you know, unmute yourself or add it here in the comments, but, um, is, is giving yourself grace, um, to, to not be perfect. Cause I feel like there's just a lot of guilt around you're not doing enough, whether it's family time or it's, um, you know, might be work situation or again, kind of prioritizing yourself. And so to do a good, Number one, give yourself grace for wherever you're at with that. But then number two, come back to how how are you spending your time and uh, is that moving you in the right direction towards any of those goals that you have? Um, trying to think if there's anybody here I can call out on something that you want to kind of toss in. Um, Cam, and if you're listening, again, you can just kind of comment down below, but I'll just use Cam as an example. I know that she has been a, a competitive CrossFit um um, athlete for a long time is it, I've known her since I was a little, little kid. And one thing that she's done and she's raised, uh, three boys. I think they're all late teenagers. I think two of which are twins. And even during that time when they were all growing up, she was still able to manage some of that things. Now I think that she probably did 18, 18 and 20. Yep. So two teenagers and an early 20 year old. Um, and I don't know how, um, on it, you were throughout all the times. I'm sure there's a, a bit of an ebb and flow to it, but you know, now because she was able to tread water and maintain some sort of routine throughout all the time. I mean, I posted it a while back. She, uh, just did the, the CrossFit open games and got like top. I don't even know what the percentage was either way. It was a crazy number. Cameron, please feel free to correct me and actually tell me the, the, the real things with it. But so my point is that she was able to maintain at least some form of that cam and you unmuted yourself i assume you're gonna yeah say. i i just i finished in the top three percent worldwide for my age group thank you thank you <laughs> i love you to brag on yourself because i think that's awesome but cam and I, I think you're you're a good person to talk about to this um as well because you have been able to prioritize family but also been to prioritize that so how have you done it kind of what was what were some of the struggles that you experienced throughout um your kids getting older i think it's all about scheduling you have to plan for it just like you have to plan for your meals. Yeah. Um, I remember trying to sneak out of the house before anybody woke up to go do my runs. And one of my twins would always wake up. So I'd bundle him up and he'd go with me. Yeah. You just and, have to make those things happen. And, and, and which one was that that would wake up? Oh, you, you said one. Deacon. I got Deacon. you. Yeah. I got you. I was wondering if it was but, Tobin because obviously, I mean, I'm not sure about the other two as much, but I know that Tobin is, is hugely in the gym. Uh, yes. <laughs> and I'm sure you're, you're a big influence in that, uh, yeah. which, which is, which is super awesome. But so, so enjoy you, those little ones. Cause I'm about ready to be an empty nester from going from three to three to zero. Three to, three to zero. That's wild. They're all leaving at the same time. 
Yeah, because Coben's been at junior college, JUCO, for two years. So he's moving on to a four-year, and the twins both just graduated or graduating from high school and going to college. Where, where are they all going to? Uh, KU, Baker, and Undecided at the moment. All right, cool. Where, where's uh, where's uh, Coben going? That's the Undecided one. I, I was I was guessing that he was undecided. <laughs> he, he seems like like he knows what he wants out of life, but it might not necessarily be like um, a big college related potentially. Who knows? Yeah, that's cool though. So so anyway though, so it sounds like one of the biggest things that has always kept you in check and able to conquer the things you want to conquer while not totally sacrificing the family stuff is is uh, prioritizing scheduling and probably just being super organized and efficient with everything that you're doing. Because even though you might not have been doing the same kind of meal prep that you might be doing now, you were still doing a component of that. Otherwise you couldn't have competed like you have over the years. Absolutely. Every Sunday was meal prep for the whole week. Yeah. Yeah. Even so, back then. Um, so, so again, you've just, you've just made it a priority because whatever we, whatever in life we make a priority, you know, we're going to have the time to do with it. But I think efficiency is, is a real big thing. Um, now, not saying, you know, uh, everybody has a completely different situations. So obviously that's not the the cure all with it. But I find a lot of clients when they first come to me are just super disorganized, especially when it comes to this type of stuff. Um, now, I've got to say, and not to make this about myself, because I'm not definitely not trying to take away from it, but organization is, is absolutely crucial. And just saying from going from teaching to running this uh, thriving lives. And I feel like I do a pretty good job of never missing somebody and always you know, um, uh, being able to identify somebody's needs and be able to kind of st stick with them with that stuff and not make anybody feel like just a number. Like I work with a lot of people, but I, I want to build a relationship with every single person. So in, in terms of doing those two things and the family time and just everything else, um, organization is absolutely crucial and being as efficient as possible is also crucial. Um, so that looks completely different with everybody. So I'm not going to dive into what my things are, but that might be something that, you know, that's a foundational skill, in my opinion, um, that if you haven't learned it yet, that's something that you, number one, should work on. Number two, ask me for help and I can try to guide you in the right direction. In terms of that, um, I will say um, that this wasn't exactly planned, but so I'm in a entrepreneur group with Caitlin um, and she actually, and Caitlin, I don't know if you were, if you're even, if your hands are free at the moment, because I know that you're, you're giving a, a shower or bath right now, but uh, Caitlin, you have a, a mom's like planner, right? Is that, is that right? Can you share a little bit of information on that? Just because I just somehow got onto the topic of organization. So I'd like you to share about that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for giving me the chance. So I, um, used to do like marketing freelancing and then I moved into the role I'm in now and continue to do it and just kind of burned out. Um, and so, Kind of about the same time that I joined TLF, like in November, I had kind of started working on this planner that was really like oriented towards moms, like specifically working moms to be able to kind of help them organize their thoughts and like figure out what their priorities were in terms of their lifestyle. So again, it kind of dovetailed really nicely into like the fitness stuff that I started because I was able to say like, this is going to be a priority of mine. Um, and then really focus on like organizing my days around what I felt like was a priority and recognizing that like, I, I can't do everything. <laughs> and so, um, what were the things that I was going to keep on my plate? What was I going to delegate? Um, and just making sure that it all really kind of aligned with ultimately how I wanted to feel at the end of the day. Um, so that's, that was kind of a big help for me, um, along with like some of them mindset work and stuff I was doing with my, I was working with Melissa Bloom, but uh, she's a mindset coach. That's yeah. also part of our audience. Sorry, my daughter is, it's cleaning the shower. That's what you hear. Perfect. Perfect. Like, something else you just delegated. Awesome. That must be part yeah. of the that, that, that's awesome. And so, so the planner, it, like you said, is working, I mean, which everybody, every single mom in here is a working mom to do some with it. Um, and so it sounds like it helps a lot with mindset and just, just kind of getting, get on your ducks in a row. So you can, if you just say, Oh, I, I want to, so many people say, this is my goal, but then have no plan of attack towards it. There's no way of monitoring where you're at in terms of working for that goal. So uh, something to keep you organized again is, is absolutely crucial. So it sounds like uh, Caitlin, is it, is that ready? Or are you just kind of still in the works with that? I don't, 
I'm not um, too soon. Yeah, say? it's um, it's on Amazon. I it's kind of like my first prototype, really. Um, so I've just like listed it at the cost of print. So make anything off of them right now because I'm really just looking for people to like touch them and give me feedback and stuff like that. So um, I can send the link over to yeah. you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would either throw it in the, the community group or if you just post it here at the bottom here, then I can share it and make a post about it in the group as well. Um, just so people have access to it if they want to at least go check it out. Um, given that we're we're kind of talking about that that exact thing right now. So kind of back to what Cameron said, what Caitlin just said was just it, it's a matter of just, uh, you know, planning things out. Otherwise, you're not likely not going to get them accomplished if you just have this arbitrary goal with it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that that we that I feel like I, I came into this with a lot of thoughts and now I'm kind of losing some of them. Um, but anybody else thoughts, struggles of your own that you've had with this? Um, you know, your 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 workarounds with it. I'm trying to find, figure out other other issues with it. I do know, um, and this is, this is something a little bit different with it. Again, stop me if you have any other ideas with it. But um one thing I've always had a, a struggle with, and it's generally moms that are asking for this is um you know family meals and things with that so i know that you know a lot of a lot of you on here actually have already purchased that that um thrive lines kitchen meal planner with that but i envision that as being something that you can utilize with your family a lot of those things i mean what kid doesn't want to make their own pizza and things like that so and those are all very very simple you don't my biggest issue with like recipes is i don't want to go get 15 small little items that I'm going to use this much of, and it comes in this, this much of it. So um, it's, it's things that are very, very simple, effective, easy, efficient things to kind of put together with it. But so something I would like to, um, to kind of add to that as another component is, um, um, you know, more of a, a more of almost like a family planner type of thing, something with, um, you know, meals that you can have for, for kids at lunch. So if you pack your own kids lunches, because I mean, I, I work in a school again, and some of the food, some of the meals are pretty good, um, but a lot of them are are not super healthy. Um, so that's just kind of something to to kind of keep in mind with that as well. But um, let me see here. Michelle says balancing the needs of each family member with meals has been an issue for us. So that one, that's one that I personally have not had to deal with. I will say for um, I will say for. Um, but like Nicole and I, at least it's very, very simple. I think a lot of this is beneficial for us because I'm a bodybuilder. So there's, there's, there's stretches of time where we are not eating the same thing whatsoever in terms of, um, the, the food itself, or sometimes even the timing. Cause with me eating five or six meals a day, it doesn't always work out that we're just going to have dinner at dinner time. There is no such thing in our house. Now, maybe once a kid gets here, it might be a little bit different, but, um, we don't really envision it being vastly different. We will still have, of course, family meals from, you know, uh, uh, on occasion, a handful of times a week and stuff like that. But outside of that though, that's one thing. Um, now working that with a family who's already having certain meal times and stuff like that, that does kind of pre present its own difficulty. Again, kind of come back to Nicole and I, you know, I, I have her certain meals prep, but essentially, you know, she kind of bulk preps her own stuff that she's going to be having for the week. She kind of figure out what her meal is going to be. I figure out what mine are going to be. And if it lines up we eat at the same time, then, then fantastic. In your situation, Michelle, you've got kids I know, um, and they all have their own food preferences and things like that. Um, I don't know. I, I think, I think any of you other moms in here might be better adept to answering that question. Um, what, what comes to mind, at least me, for me at first is, um, you know, maybe everybody at the, in your family loves pasta and loves, you know, chicken. Uh, but some people like uh, uh, Alfredo sauce and other people hate Alfredo. And they want red sauce or these people hate this veggie and these people like this veggie. So you can prep a lot of that stuff at the same time in similar ways, but have a couple different options for them. Uh, it obviously takes a little bit more time to do that, but that that's an issue. But I feel like you're kind of already doing that to to an extent with or without TLF. Um, so my question to you, Michelle, is like, how have you always kind of dealt with the 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 difference between family meals and what everybody wants, if that makes sense. How have you dealt with that already, Michelle? Because I know your kids are a little bit older at this point. Yeah, no, I it 
I've done exactly what you've said when the kids were little. It's just um, listening to them now as young adults, reflecting back on what what their views around food have been have been challenging for me as a mom hearing. Um, And then I know just like from my sister's house, she had one kid that was a failure to thrive kid that literally was at a the um, nutritionist at Children's Mercy and they were having to have, you know, high calorie things, meals for him. And then their daughter needed something else. And then her husband was running a marathon. And so she had to get, you know, different things for him. And then she was trying to lose weight. And so she literally had four separate things. So I don't know. It just, to me, that has been my sister's like the extreme. And then me hearing my adult children, my young adult children reflect on, you know, like we didn't have this in the house or I wish we had done this. And, you know, my youngest is a vegetarian. And so it's just, it's food is just a complicated is, is complicated. Yeah. So that's just what I meant by maybe I, I guess saying balancing the needs isn't exactly probably what I meant because yeah. when my kids were little, I did exactly what you just said with. You kind you of know, create like, this is the meal we're having, but then here are like some different uh, differentiating uh, you know right modifications on that yes. on that base meal i wasn't like prepping diff- a meal for each person but modifications well um you know i don't know so, so something that kind of comes to my mind with this um is is giving again age is a big factor with this especially though once you have you know teenagers it's not a it's not a it's a good skill to know how to number one grocery shop to number two, how to actually cook that food, um, not just how to do it without burning down the house, but how to do it in, in a way that number one is, you know, it's, it's healthy, it's tasty, and they're learning variances about how to do these things. Plus, you know, I see that as a potential, number one, you're, you're teaching the life skills that they're going to have, because I also have a lot of people that come to me, they're like, I hate cooking, I have no idea what I'm doing in the kitchen. I'm like, well, shit, they've been taught this, then that's one giant hurdle that they don't now have to overcome. And I feel like that's another limiting factor in terms of the health of Americans in general is that, you know, we've already lost the, the, the art of growing plants outside for the most part, or of doing certain skills and trades that were just normal part of, of every, just everybody know, knows them growing up. And so all these other things have been delegated so that we've lost these skills, same thing with cooking. And unfortunately, especially with Americans, if we don't like the food we're eating, we're, we're, we're not going to eat it even if it's healthier for us, whatever the case is. So what's, what's better? It's easier and it's tastier to go out and order out food. So now we have a, a financial problem because now you're spending a lot of money on food out. Plus you're having a, a massive health epidemic, uh, obesity epidemic, because people don't know how to cook and they don't know how to cook healthy either. Um, you know, so I feel like those are things as well. So, you know, this might be adding a step and an extra stress and a little bit of time to your plate already, which is already stressed. So I don't want to do that, but by, by teaching them, them these skills and giving, giving them a little bit more autonomy on, Hey, I will buy this shit for you. But since you were all so damn needy and you all have these different preferences, let's go ahead and, and work together on, okay, this is how you're going to prep this stuff. And then boom, you can go do it. Um, especially if they're old enough to, to do so. But again, I feel like, just as important as the exercise component of this is, boss, whatever you're doing, quit, go. Um, you know, just as important it is to, to integrate them into your exercise habits, but to integrate them into your 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 food habits is is crucial as well, I feel like. Um, and not to to not to go to the extreme because Michelle, like uh, you know, kind of like kind of uh, like you mentioned a little bit, like sometimes a relationship with food. And, and so much of what we do as a parent can obviously cause, um, you know, various little issues that we don't really see as being issues until we get older with it. Um, but teaching a, a balance, as I, I do with TLF, is that it's all about balance. I'm never going to sit here and say that you need to restrict certain things or that you can't have the foods you love having, but it's all got to be within reason and balance. Boss, go. Go. Goodness gracious. Imagine having a 120 pound infant in your house. That, that is that, that dog of mine. 
Um, anyway, though, so I think I'm kind of rambling now at this point, but I mean, hopefully you guys are, are kind of seeing some of this stuff, the more you integrate into it, um, but also show them balance. You know, if, if mom never is eating ice cream because ice cream has sugar in it and it's bad and it's going to make her fat and unhealthy, um, then that that's a terrible relationship that we are causing with that. The food of ice cream is not a bad thing. There's no such thing as a bad food but it can be abused and it can be overindulged in, which then creates bad feelings around certain things. So we just want to teach moderation is, is crucial with that stuff. And, you know, Nicole and I have kind of talked about that. That's one of the things we've kind of talked about really since we've been together, just in terms of, Hey, if we're going to have kids, what is our view on certain things like that? And ultimately I feel like a lot of this stuff, while we want to have a plan going into it, life is going to happen and we're just going to have to adapt and adjust along, along the way with it and learn from certain mistakes and stuff like that. But you know, I see it as just kind of the way I live right now. Like I love nothing more than chocolate chip cookies. I love going out and having a cheat meal and just indulging in whatever that is. But my habits are aligned more so with my long-term goals. And then I have, you know, allowances of of this, this enjoyable stuff. It's like, I'm not going to teach my kids to track macros, but I'm going to teach them that, you know, here's how you can read a food label. And you don't have to look at this as this is bad. We never eat this. But is this a food that we should have on a daily basis? No. Okay. Why? Why is that? Is it because it has super high calories? No, because calories aren't necessarily bad, but what, what is the the effects of this stuff? So I feel like if we're just saying, eat this, don't eat that, but with no explanation, now we're creating this, well, fuck that. I want to eat that stuff. You, you're, you're not teaching me with anything. You're just saying, I can't or can't do this. Same thing with the relationship between, you're going to tell me I need to eat healthy. You're going to tell me I need to exercise or whatever the case is, but mom and dad, you're not doing it. Just like with anything else, I think we've all grown up with our parents saying one thing, but then doing the opposite. And we're like, why, the, why, why do I need to listen to what you just said when you're clearly not living by that either? So especially when it comes to health and fitness, I feel like it's already a hard thing to navigate anyway. So live as much of it, educate as much of, of the reasons why these things are important, why mom and dad does this. And you don't have to necessarily force it on them. But ideally, since you are their superhero, they want to take after their superhero as much as they can. But if their superhero just sits on the couch eating chips all damn day, then that's going to be the superhero they become for their kids eventually. And then when your kid's 30, now they're having to hire me again when we could we just be fixing it right now. So uh, those are some kind of thoughts with that. Michelle, thank you for sharing that. That comment that I just went on a rant, uh, a rant with. So sure. we got some some points out of that. Um but yeah, M Michelle, I mean, I mean, tell me that though, since I just kind of threw out a couple of things with it, um, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, how, how, how you guys handled food in your house and stuff like that, where, you know, I know now your kids are older. I think they're all, you know, college age or so. Are they, um, did you edu educate on certain, on, on foods and like, um, you know, balance and moderation and that type of stuff? Or was, or, or did you have uh, more of a, a view of like, oh, we eat this, we don't eat this. Like we allow this, but we don't allow this. And I mean, I think you're in, you're in a space here where there's no right or wrong in that. It's just, you know, we're all learning from it. I would have said that, yes, I did the best that I could with teaching balance and nutrition and health. And, you know, and we, I cooked, you know, we didn't eat out a lot, um, you know, cooked from home. I'm not for sure that my 20 somethings, they each have, each of my kids has a very different idea of or different perspective of, um, how things were handled around food. It's very fascinating, but, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it is, it is very, very fascinating. I, and obviously, just like with anything else that we learn from a young age, I don't think we um, there, there, there's just moments in, in our in our youth that have impacted us as, as we kind of get older with it. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to me to see, um, you know, when you're with for you personally, yeah. um, when your kids are you have a lot of control over them when they're little yeah. and you get to make a lot of choices for them. And then as they get older, um, every soccer game has a sugary drink and a like processed snack afterwards. And every like 
school birthday party. I mean, there's, you know, 25 kids in their class. That's 25 extra cupcakes and a sugary drink that they have. And, you know, I never like told my kids, well, you can't have that, but I would be the mom that would bring oranges instead. And then I would get some like eye rolls for my kids. Like, Oh God, mom, you're going to be that mom. And, you know, I don't know. It just, it's, it's food is such a weird, kids have such a weird or people, humans have such weird relationships with food as far as, you know, when you're happy, you eat, when you're sad, you eat, when you get together in a social setting, you eat, when you have a meeting, there's food. I mean, like, so it's different when they're solely breastfed and you're able to control that. And, you know, they're one and you're cooking meals and, you know, eventually, you know, they become teenagers and they drive and they, after practice, everybody goes to Culver's and then, you know, they go to college and then they're on their own. And then, you know, so it's just, it's, it's easy to think it's going to be, it's not something that I thought would be an issue that now looking back, Oh, believe me, I'm probably I screwed up in some areas. I should have done some things differently. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm for sure nervous about it because I mean, um, yeah, I, I have no idea what that's going to look like. I'm I'm eager to to navigate all that. But obviously, it, it, it is definitely kind of nerve wracking. And like you said, it, it sucks that we do have such a, a heavy emotional tie to food, good things, bad things, um, and things like that. But then that I think that also kind of speaks to how we reward things. Now, I think humans are just naturally innately just food driven, but I feel like our, our choices and us prioritizing rewards through food or, um, you know, again, if, um, if we have a really, really stressful day and we come home and express that outwardly or whatever the case is, and then we go plop down on the couch to eat whatever little comfort food that we have and say, I really had a shitty day. Let's go get this for dinner. Well, to you, that's not a huge deal, but that is, and this, this isn't to you, Michelle, this, I think this is just in general, um, but that's in, in embedding that into kind of their thought patterns um, in terms of how they're looking at food as a way to cure their sadnesses um, and things like that. So, um, you know, th- there's, there's, there's so many difficulties with it and so many different ways to kind of slip up with it. But again, you got to give yourself kind of grace and and that's why reflecting on a, on a daily and weekly basis is, is crucial. Um, and when you reflect, it's important to not beat yourself up over your slip ups, but just to, to learn from them. And, you know, Michelle, as, as a teacher, I mean, Ellie, Krista, you guys are teachers as well, is that, you know, we don't get angry at our kids for making mistakes, but every mistake is a teachable moment and, and something we can kind of learn from. And it's, I don't think we do that well with ourselves. We can give that advice to our students and to our kids, but in terms of actually taking their own advice is sometimes difficult. And I think that the the the, the crucial point to kind of point out here is that we're not going to handle any of this stuff perfect because there is really no way to handle it perfect. It's just, you know, reflect and do our best and show up each day ready to kind of do a little bit better if there's a way that we can kind of improve with it. Um, can, uh, Krista, to answer your question, you said totally unrelated. Jackson wants to know if Marcus is speaking from his bedroom, office, or basement. It is my basement and it's my office. Uh, my office used to be upstairs, but this kind of gave me my own little sanctuary down here. So this is my basement, my basement and my office. And Cam had a good run, but she said, started hanging up a little bit early. Just wanted to say to you younger moms out there, which is um, a lot of you here, um, make yourself a priority. Your kiddos will benefit from it. I promise my 18s and 20 year olds are proud of their fit 55 year old mom. And now they prioritize their own health. And that's huge. And um, ultimately, yes. Um, I think that's that's absolutely you know crucial as well, and that's something that I I probably ever seen one of you on especially on our consult calls, and it to in a point you know it helps me with making a sell and getting you to join TLF, but it couldn't be more true that um, I've already kind of said a little bit, but you are your your daughter and your son superhero, and your kids will either become who you are and emulate a lot of who you are, or they're going to become opposite of it in spite of you. And nobody, I don't think, wants their kid to grow up and be like, I don't want to be anything like you. You know, that's growing up to be the opposite in spite of you. Um, But at the same time, okay, so if you want them to be like you, well, are your habits aligned with where you want them to be in the future? Um, You know, so I I think I think that's that's kind of key to point out. And Michelle, you know, you mentioned 
some of those things, just a little bit about, you know, their emotional ties to food and stuff like that. And that you might've been over, um, you know, focused on the food and stuff like that. But at the same time, I guarantee that even if they have a, a slightly skewed look on, on food and stuff like that, I'd guarantee you that they are healthier than 90% of the population. And that's because you instilled some of these things into you. Um, you know, I've seen pictures of your kids. Uh, none, none of them are, you know, in a wheelchair, um, due to obesity like they 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 might have a little bit of, of of things with food but ultimately they're still a whole lot healthier than the person who reaches for you know a bottle of alcohol every time they're stressed out um or whatever the other case is you know the other examples that i could kind of throw out there so um you know give yourselves grace for this stuff and i think that's just kind of the moral of this entire thing is 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 your mom with a shit ton of things on your plate and you can't expect to be perfect um but in the, in the small ways that you can prioritize yourself. And even if that's nothing related to anything we just talked about, but it's literally just taking five minutes of you time, 10 minutes of you time, getting up just a little bit early, just to have sit down and take a breath and have a cup of coffee that, that in itself is its own source, of little piece that's going to keep your, your stress low and keep you happy with things. Um, you know, again, if you have a partner, if you have a spouse, communicate your needs. And if you just need, you know, a, a night away, fantastic. You know, if you can get to the point where, you know, you're taking your kids to the gym, fantastic. Um, um, I've got a, a newer client. She's not on the call right now, but I know that, you know, her, her teens and her are going to the gym ever since she joined. Um, and she's, and she's got a younger son as well. That's also going to the gym. And so she's kind of helping them out. So it's kind of taking away from some of her workouts, but she's also, uh, allowing them to be a part of her journey and her, her theirs. Um, so I'm very, very excited to see, you know, every single check-in because not only do I feel like she's going to be progressing, but now she's got this extra source of motivation. Her teens are going to be like, mom, we're going to the gym tonight. Right. And that's going to keep her ass going there, which is a good thing. Um, but then I'm excited to hear that, that they're motivating her and that, you know, her kids because of her, her choices are benefiting from it as well. Um, but anyway, though, again, I feel like I, I talked a little bit in circles, but hopefully this was value for some of you guys. Um, if you have more questions about this, more comments about this, if you want to do another call like this in the future, um, please just let me know about any of that stuff. If you have other ideas for other calls you guys want to do, um, please let me know. Because um, sometimes I run out of ideas and I'm like, I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about tonight. So I, I want to do the, these weekly Zoom calls because I think it provides value. I think it's, a, it's an enjoyable time for me as well. I learn a lot from it as well, especially in this situation as well. Caitlin, I appreciate you being here and sharing. Um, guys, she she put her, uh, Caitlin put her link um, here in the comments, but I'm going to actually copy that now before I forget um, so I can share that in the group as well. But um, I don't have to run at the moment though. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? Any comments, any thoughts, any struggles that you want to chat about? Um, doesn't even have to be related to this particular topic. Lindsay, I know you just joined not too long ago. Any Any thoughts or questions from you about just TLF programming or anything? No worries of not. All right, friends. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys being here and have a wonderful rest of your week. I'll see you guys tomorrow on check-in day and then have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you guys later. Happy, happy, uh, happy Wednesday. Bye.